We be saying no, 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 when it's really yes, 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 yes. Hi guys, welcome back to the Fem Phenom Podcast. My name is Angela and this is episode three. For this episode, I want to tackle the gender dynamic in relationships. I recently shared with a friend that I was changing the brakes on my car by myself and the friend was... Uh, taken aback, shocked, uh, all of those things, which, you know, I've learned to expect over the years when I share that I'm doing something that is traditionally uh, looked at or viewed as a male task or male role. Um, I also that same week had a guy offer to help me back out of a parking spot and I had full view of the area of the parking lot I was in so I really didn't need help backing out and he seemed to be a little disturbed by the fact that I turned down his offer to help me so it got me to thinking about what I need as it relates to my partner and their gender and I you know can recall growing up hearing overhearing conversations where people would say you know a woman needs to let a man be a man a man has his place in the household and if a woman tries to assume or absorb or absorb the man's roles he is he doesn't feel needed and thus will stray or wander and I always grew up not really understanding or believing this because it just just really didn't make sense to me I didn't understand why a woman needed to step back from tasks that she was interested in or better at maybe even uh, because it's a man's place to do those things. So with regard to all of this, I posted a poll on the Fem Phenom's Instagram page asking if people subscribe to traditional gender roles, if they wanted their partner to, and what they needed from their partner as it related to these roles. And the results are that 67% percent of those who participated in the poll said that they do not subscribe to traditional gender roles but it was 50 50 as to whether or not they wanted their partners to and then 75 percent of people said that what they needed from their partner was based on their gender So then I dived into what do you need from your partner as it relates to gender? And the resounding reply was a head of household, head of finances, leadership type charge, which is very traditional and something that I grew up thinking that I would need from my partner. But the way that my life is set up now and the way that my understanding and approach to life is set up, that just won't work for me at this point. I, um, no disrespect to anyone who wants that and who needs that, but I tried that in a, 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 one of those live-in shocking relationships in college. And I just didn't like the role that I was expected to take once my partner assumed the role of being head of household and head of finances. Not to say that my experience is reflective of all, you know, dynamics with couples who, where one assumes that role, but I just didn't enjoy being on the other side of that. And with that in mind, I don't want that going forward. I also don't mind working and contributing on an, an an equal playing field as it relates to the finances. So I don't necessarily need my partner to be head of household. 
And I also don't need them to assume the roles in the house that are traditionally subscribed to the man. Though I don't think I would be a very good, I mean, I would be a good housewife. I just wouldn't enjoy being a housewife for the duration of my life. And nothing against housewives. Housewives work hard. Okay, let's just get that understood. Housewives do the task of several people. I just would rather do uh, or participate in things outside of the house. I don't want to bear the load of managing the entire house. That's not what I foresee for myself or what I want in, in the shared dynamic of my relationship. So I sat down with, you know, the responses I got from the poll on Instagram and my experience just in life in general. And I sat down and made a list of what I would need from my partner or husband. And the overall theme uh, of my list really circles back to understanding. So shout out to Candy, Latasha, and the two Tamikas, because what I need from you is understanding. Can we communicate if you don't hear what I say? Okay, I'm back. <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, what I need from my partner and what I need from men in general is understanding. At the top of it all, I need respect. I need women to be defended and I need women to be acknowledged. So when I say that, I want to give a disclaimer that obviously all women are not cut from the same cloth. And this is also something that I need my partner to understand, respect and defend All women are not cut for the same cloth. In the same way that we all have our own love language, all women have their own needs and desires and strengths. And with that in mind, I don't need what your ex, what your mom, what your sister, what your best friend from childhood or et cetera, fill in the blank needs, you know, and I really get disturbed and frustrated when men try to paint all women with the same brush. Well, my sister, oh, I already know what type you are because my mama. No, you don't know me because we haven't communicated and you haven't even offered yourself, opened yourself up to have an understanding of me as an individual. So let's just start there. I need to be approached and respected on an individual level as it relates to several things, as it relates to communication, as it relates to time, as it relates to love language, as it relates to money, as it relates to sex, and so on. Don't approach me the way you approach your ex. Don't try to, uh, I don't want to use the wrong term here because handle was on the top of my tongue and that is definitely not, uh, I'm not even going to participate in that type of derogatory language, but don't, don't communicate with me and let's not approach our relationship from a space of this is what I uh, got right in my last relationship so let me bring that over here no let's let's find our own understanding let's find our own rhythm let's find our own groove and let's get you know comfortable in that let's get you know let's become experts on each other's needs and not bring in baggage from and obviously, you know, there, 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 there will always be a level of residual baggage, but let's acknowledge that we have that and try to leave as much of it as a door at the door. And then thereafter, take as much of it back to the door as we, as we discover 
as time goes on, you know, and with that said, I also need to not be degraded. I need my partner to not use derogatory language, to not speak to me in a derogatory way, to not refer to women in a derogatory manner, to not have derogatory expectations of women. And don't, and then this is a big one. I need you to not be derogatory in your vote. I need this whole abortion, pro-life, pro-choice debate sickens me because it's it's always men who are the most aggressive in pushing this debate forward. There is not a single piece of legislation that dictates what a man can do with their body. So why in 2019 are we still revisiting this debate over what a woman is allowed to do with her body? I don't, in respecting me as a woman and respecting me as an individual, I need you to vote for my freedom to choose what I want to do with my body. At the root of it, I need you to not subscribe to a belief that the that law and the government should have a say in what I am allowed to do with my physical being, with my physical body, because you obviously are not comfortable with the same being dictated for you. So don't approach with this, I respect women, I fight for women, I defend women, and then vote for shit like pro-life. In that same vein, fight for women to have equal pay in the workplace. Push for women who are qualified and knowledgeable to be assigned, you know, roles of influence and roles in management and roles in higher spaces in the workplace. And just in general, push back against this whole a woman's place bullshit. Because a woman's place is exactly wherever she chooses to be. And so then I have a list of seven rights that I need men and my man to respect, defend, and acknowledge as it relates to women. The first of which is our right to fully and fully and vigorously pursue our dreams with the same tenacity that men are afforded. And the note that I have in mind when I wrote this or had in mind when I wrote this is in relation to this ever expiring tolerance for women to pursue their dreams up to a certain point. It's like you can pursue higher education, but thereafter, when are you getting married? When are you having babies? Or you can, you know, splurge and indulge in your 20s, but thereafter, you need to be cognizant of the fact that your reproductive years are expiring. Or you can give a hundred and ten percent as far as your career is concerned in your 20s but in your 30s you really need to be mindful of the fact that your reproductive years are expiring or you can push to be amongst the boys club but once you become a mother you really need to take a step back and focus on that I remember in my 20s, my grandmother used to regularly ask me if I was thinking about marriage, if I was thinking about kids. And at uh, the, you know, at the point that I think I reached 24 and I had finished college and been working for a few years. And I remember her not asking me anymore. And I said to her one day, grandma, uh, I noticed you don't ask me anymore whether I'm thinking about marriage. And she said, well, if you haven't done it by now, you're probably not going to do it. And I said, oh, 
Okay. So I'm hopeless is what you're saying. <laughs> because there was such a pride in me graduating from high school and such a pride in me pursuing higher, higher education and going to college and such a pride in me graduating and finding a job. But then when I didn't get married, you know, within two to three, three years of graduating college, it was as if there was this lingering disappointment with the fact that I hadn't stepped into the expectation that I then become a wife and a mother. And at that point with my grandmother, I kind of shrugged it off because I realized that she existed in a different space and time where, you know, that was an expectation for women a lot earlier in life. So I really didn't harp on it too much. But I later realized that this was a general expectation that society also put on women that, okay, go and get your education. But at the end of the day, you need to be preparing to be a wife and a mother. And while I look forward to assuming those roles at some point, I don't need society, my family, or my partner dictating when I choose to do those things. Or even if I choose to do those things, or how, or in what time and space or timeline I choose to do those things. Moving along to the second point, I need my partner and men in general to respect, acknowledge, and defend is a woman's right to be a sexual being and not be objectified in that existence. Let me break this down a little bit because on, on a certain level, they're two separate uh, concepts. The objectification for me is more so in the fact that a woman is not, I've noticed that women are not allowed to fully embrace the beauty of our bodies and fully and fully own the majesty and glory and and beauty in the design of our bodies. It's like if I own my body in a manner that I don't have any shame as it relates to any part of my body and I don't participate in the shaming culture of covering certain parts of my body I don't need I don't feel the need to wear a bra I don't feel a need to cover up from head to toe at that point society views me as a sex object and I'm just living my life I'm just walking my dog I'm just running my errands I'm just on my way to an appointment or a meeting but somehow everyone around me and especially the men view me as a sex object because her breasts are out she must want me to uh she must want me to comment on them she must want me to acknowledge her breasts she must want sex she must be out here presenting herself to as a sexual as sexually available because she's not covering up while a bloated out of shape man who gets hot on a on a Atlanta summer day working outside can take his shirt off and nobody not an eye will be turned because it's understood that it's a functional measure taken to cool off and to get some relief from the summer heat but when a woman does it oh she's being sexy she 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 wants to be objectified no, I'm just hot and bras are uncomfortable. And it's, I don't want to wear, uh, you, I don't want to be covered from head to toe. It's hot out here. Whether it's hot or not, I'm more comfortable with these shorts on. I'm more comfortable with this tank top on. I'm more comfortable without this bra. It has nothing to do with me presenting myself in a sexual manner. 
I need my par- partner to acknowledge that. Now, on the other note of being a sexual being, which could be an entire podcast in and of itself, I need to, I need my partner and men to respect the fact that I, as a woman, am also a sexual being. I have my own sexual desires. I have my own sexual proclivities. And I am not here to serve your sexual needs. I am not here to be your sexual plaything. I have needs and wants that are, again, separate from what your ex and your mama and your sister and other women you know need and want. And they are not or I don't need them to be screened through the same lens. I don't need it to be improper because I desire something or or enjoy something that someone else you know who is of the same gender doesn't. I need to be approached from the manner that I have a sexual appetite in the same way you do and mine needs to be respected and we need to communicate as far as what we are both comfortable how we can both participate in each other's sexual appetite and we can both oblige each other's sexual appetite not me just being expected to be your punching bag of sorts and I'm going to get a bit rated R here but also not thinking that because oral is offered that I am automatically I should automatically be satisfied and that is really the only service that I need as a woman It's not. But for those men out there who have made it their charge to have a Lois and Clark style expedition with their partner as it relates to sex, I salute you. Continue to fight the good fight. And thank you. Moving along, I need there to be an acknowledgement of my right to have an identity outside of wife, mother, etc. And also walk in my full power. Expectation that I need to somehow take a back seat and somehow shrink and somehow lessen myself and somehow reduce my power or or smudge out or dim my power my existence my gloriousness my amazingness so that you can feel more empowered I I I can't exist in that kind of dynamic where I need to be two steps behind you where I need to be the passenger and you always be the driver though a note should be made here that I would love to have a partner who doesn't mind driving because I've driven so much in my life even for a living at certain times and so if my partner consents to doing all the driving in our relationship when we're on the road together that would be wonderful however in this in the illustration that I'm using here, which is more proverbial than literal, literal, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to exist in a in a realm where you're the captain and I'm the the attendant, or you're the chief and I'm the subservient. No, we can both put our. I think that we would have a fuller existence. I would have a fuller existence with a partner where we are meeting each other where with an understanding that we can match our brilliance that we can combine and team and join our brilliance at its maximum existence at its maximum capacity as at its fullest capacity and thrive and exist in a place to where we see each other as equals in our shared dynamic which brings me to a woman's right to lead I don't know about where you all are in life, but I have drawn the conclusion that God is a woman, that 
God is is certainly, if not completely and entirely a woman, God is definite. God definitely has a female element. And I won't dive too deep into this because I know this will disturb some listeners, but I had a debate with a man one day who was inviting me to a place of worship. I think it was like the new Israelites, the black Israelites. And I noticed in all of their promotional materials that there weren't any women. So I said, where are the women? And he said, oh, you know, we believe we, we, we love women and we support women and we acknowledge a woman's strength, but we believe that women have a different space and different roles. And I was like, so much so that they're not even included in your marketing materials, like everything, your website, your brochures, everything only has images of men. How is that? I was like, women literally are, we birth. And I was like, men don't give life to anything. Women are the only species across the board that give life, that can give life. And some, even some species can reproduce life on their own without the intervention or the assistance of the male, their male counterparts. So with that in mind, that women are the life givers of the universe, you really don't feel like a woman's place is in the shadows. Mm, I'm good on coming to your place of worship. I don't think, I think I've seen all I need to know. And while I'm on the topic, let me just say, there needs to be an acknowledgement overall, but certainly in whatever dynamic I share with my partner, that women have an, a, a power that is unmatched by men. Like this whole uh, phys- the, the physical strength thing, that physical strength argument is debunked because I mean the pain tolerance there have already been scientific studies that show that men cannot endure the same levels of pain that women endure during childbirth or even during our menstrual cycle but then you guys want to lift up dumbbells and say oh but I'm but my but my my triceps and my biceps look at them look how much stronger they are than yours okay but let's 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 take different measures of strength let's lay out all the measures of strength and then let's let's really take an observation as far as a woman's strength there needs to be an acknowledgement guys that women have a power that is not understood that is not respected and that is not acknowledged women have a majestic power that is constantly being stifled by society, but still pushes through and perseveres nonetheless. And I need my partner to defend, respect, and acknowledge a woman's right to lead. And last but not least, I need there to be a respect and an acknowledgement for a woman's right to exclusivity. I am so disgusted and tired of this unwritten rule that women are to be exclusive to their partners but men are it, it's to be tolerated that men stray and cheat and share themselves with multiple partners but if there's this expectation that their wife their spouse welcomes them back and forgive them but if a woman does it it's just unforgivable it is inconceivable and at one point a man was even allowed to murder or abandon his wife and kids if his wife shared herself with another person 
I just, I need us to be on an even playing field. I need you to acknowledge that I am coming to the table with a whole lot, a whole lot. And, and I am honoring and respecting what you come to the table with, but there will not be a tolerance for you to be derogatory or disrespectful or unfaithful. And in turn, be this expectation that I be constantly and ever forgiving and doting and nurturing and caring and welcoming. No. In the same vein that, you know, the saying goes, if you to have friends, you have to be a friend to have exclusivity. You have to offer exclusivity. So this is something that I really want to have a dialogue about. So please hit me up. Send me an email at thefemphenom at gmail.com. DM me on Instagram. Send me a tweet on Twitter or DM on Facebook. And let me know your position on all of the points that I've marked out here as far as what I need and want from a partner. But also on some points that maybe I didn't address that you need and that weren't shared in the feedback from the poll that I got. Because this is a conversation that I think we need to be having and something that we need to continue continually be examining and defining for ourselves. So I look forward to your feedback on that. Thank you so much for listening. That's all for this week. I will be back next Monday at 11, 11 a.m. with a new episode and I will share whatever feedback you send me at that time. So until then, have an awesome week. Take care.